tell, tell me what a traditional realtor does in a in a buyer presentation, Chris. I don't know. I've never done one. Oh, wow. Weird. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> it's another, that's right, another episode of the Tactical Agents. You know why? Because we can't stop. We won't stop. You can't stop us. I yeah. forgot to change my shirt again, so I'm wearing the same shirt for three episodes in a row. <laughs> People are like, man, that guy's got a limited wardrobe. He's just a minimalist. You're a minimalist. That's fine. Uh, yeah. No, Relentless Defender Foundation, man. That's my jam. Yeah, everything Relentless, Relentless Defender. Defender Foundation. <laughs> you, you know, the thing is, you can't see any design on it. So, oh. like, I, I wore the same shirt for two episodes, too, but you couldn't even see the design, which was actually really cool. It was a chicken with a ghetto blaster and a silenced uh, silence <laughs> pistol or rifle or nice. something like that. Uh, which is like, I, I love that. Uh, I love, I don't know. Why do I love animals with weapons? I don't understand why I'm so drawn to it, but I am. Um, I was about ready to tell you something before we hit record. And I was like, you know what? This would be good to just like put on the show. And by the way, guys go to tacticalagents.com and get your invite to the group. You can join us. It's free. You get our book, hang out with also us. Also free. Yeah. Whatever. Like we, Stop Stop doing what you're doing. Stop wasting your life. Tacticalagents.com. Get your invite. Let's go. Um, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this, even on YouTube. All right? Um, while we've been recording and what we're doing is we're, we're, we're batch recording our podcast. So we set aside two hours and I think we're going to get four episodes done in one sitting. That way we can kind of like be more in control of our schedules instead of like always chasing getting the next one done. And all this while, I've got I've got uh, three under contract right now. And guys, keep in mind, I'm not I'm not focused on personal production right now. Everything that I do in business is all residual. Like, I we that's it. I, I'm not I'm not actively seeking new business. I just stay consistent uh, with the funnel flow, the CIA that we talked about. <laughs> I laid a foundation. And I'm, I like the pace that my personal business has. And I like the way that it's structured. I'm very happy with it. Um, and that's what is affording me the opportunity to lean heavily into the coaching side of things, which really jazzes me up. It's like, that's our jam. All that said, uh, I've got three under contract and one listing that'll go under contract this weekend. So it'll be four at once, which is not a huge deal, but it, it keeps you, it keeps your text messages flowing, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of communication happening between all the parties. And uh, I have one deal that's like the home inspection came back and there's there's a serious problem that was discovered. Like, and I just thought back to 2018 me in this business, I would have been calling you, I'd have been calling uh, people in the in in the yellow pages, I'd have been, call, I'd have been like, uh, I would have been calling friends, I'd have gone to confession at the local parish. I'd have done everything. I'd have done everything I possibly could. Uh, and here I'm chill. We're doing our podcast. I'm not worried about it at all. I just don't like it's, it's yeah. funny that when you do business the right way, like I've set, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how do you work with your ideal clients? How we, we did an episode of a few episodes ago called you don't have to work with Karen's <laughs> like you don't, you don't have, you don't have to hire your client that's going to stress you out. And the beautiful part about a terrible home inspection that points out like this major structural issue that we've got to deal with that 
we didn't know about uh, is there's no stress. Yeah, it's a problem we got to deal with. But between me and the client, zero stress, no problems. You know why? Because we talked about this on the front end. We talked about the fact that real estate transactions have unexpected things that can go very wrong and that you just got to hang in there. We will get to the finish line and I'm going to handle the stress for you. I'm talking to contractors, you know, on my messages and sending them photos and getting it dealt with. I'm handling it. It's not, it's not an emergency. The house isn't collapsing. They, the deal, they still want the deal. They just want this addressed. So we'll address it. We'll figure it out, you know? And I'm able to do that with no stress because I made sure this was my ideal client before I agreed to be their realtor. So yeah. that's it. So let's, a lot of, in the traditional world, people are really big on presentations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a buyer, I've got a buyer presentation at three. Like, and what are you trying to do in a buyer presentation when it comes to a traditional real estate? Talk, tell, tell me what a traditional realtor does in a, in a buyer presentation, Chris. I don't know. I've never done one. Oh, wow. Weird. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, in, in my mind, they have like these really pretty pamphlets that they've had made. Pamphlet? Pam, is it f- pamphlets? Pamphlets that they've had made. <laughs> yes. And uh, they, uh, you know, they, they go and, you know, they're wearing their suit and tie and, you know, they, they use words like, Mr. Buyer or Mr. Seller when they're, you know, referencing it in their practices and, you know, whatever. And, you know, I walk in and I'm dressed like this. I'm like, what's up guys? You guys want to buy a house? Cool. Let's talk about it. You know, but, um, these, uh, these guys, you know, build all these like, and it's cool, right? There, there's that certain personality that, needs to have something tangible in their hands that they can flip through and look at the pictures and read all the data and all that stuff. And guess who's not my ideal client. Mm-hmm. So, so if I go in there and they're expecting all these uh, printed paperwork and they're not going to work with me if they don't have them, I'm not the right fit for them. I'm not, I'm not a good fit for them. So <laughs> yeah, you guys go find somebody that's going to do all that. Cause it ain't me. If I, if someone is fits my ideal client, but their their personality is detail oriented like that. Mm-hmm. I figured out like the hack is just to check every possible box on the CMA, or like <laughs> I just check all the things like yeah. you know. So the CMA with three comps <laughs> is like eighty nine pages. I'm like, Here you go. <laughs> they're like, wow, <laughs> this is a lot of data to cover. Yeah, well, yeah. I know you like details, and I've looked at none of it. <laughs> Good like, luck. <laughs> here you go. Like if if you like if you like reading. Right. Like this, the conclusion is the same. It's just all of the meaningless details that they want, which is fine. Right. If you want to read, if they want to read all that. So I've just learned to like, whatever I'm giving them, I just check all the boxes. I don't even ask what it is anymore. I just like, Oh, I can add that. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll add it. It's like, you're a detail guy. Here you go. And I asked that too. Like, Hey, do you feel like you're just, when I update you, are you just looking for the bottom line? That's how I, I, I figure that out. Like, are you a bottom line kind of guy or girl? Uh, or, do you need a lot of detail? Do you want to see a lot of detail? And most, most of the time it's, I'm just, just bottom line it. You know, I don't need, yeah. I don't need the details. Like, but if they say they're a detail person, then I'm like, all right, cool. 
if if all it takes is for me to give them some details, then they could still fit my ideal client mold. But sure. All right. So we do something that's called the fit test. And it's the reason we call it that is because the whole point is to see if we're a good fit. And you want to talk about from the outset being something that makes people not feel like they're being sold is like when their friend introduces them to me, whether it's a past client or just somebody that I know, and they they connect me in a triangle of trust and we have an introduction. My first thing after sending a funny gift from the office to make sure that they have a decent sense of humor and understand that they know the reference, then I will say, hey, when, you know, when's a good time to take 10 or 15 minutes to see if we're a good fit for each other. I'm not saying I'm not assuming that I have the business and I want them to, I want them to know not only am I not pressuring them to work with me, but I'm giving myself an out Mm -hmm. by saying, if we are a good fit for each other, right. And at the opening of this fit test, I, I explicitly tell people like, listen, this, I, this will be like 10 or 15 minutes. The, the purpose of it is so that I can get to know them and what's motivating their move. Mm-hmm. And they can get to know me a little bit about who I am and how I conduct my business. And if at the end of that, either of us don't feel like that's a good fit, that's okay. Right. Yeah. But it, 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 it makes people feel like, okay, this is like, I'm going to get a chance to really know this person and see if I want to work with them and I get to know them, what motivates them. Because every, all, if you're just focused on the commission check, you just skip right past the person because you're so focused, fixated on getting the commission check at the end. You've missed the fact that you, you might be setting yourself up to lay on a bed of nails until you get it. And I, I'm not interested in that, right? Like, <laughs> no thanks. Well, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things about the fit test, and I, I don't, I don't even know if you remember this or not. When we were first launching the Ten Seven Project and and teaching people the concept that eventually became the fit test. Um, you sat down and did one on a Zoom with a customer, right, or a potential client or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you were going through it, and you were giving her all your information, doing your, you know, the whole setup, explaining how you do business and all this. And it wasn't going well. Like you could tell that who you were and who this woman were weren't compatible. Yeah. And yeah. You, and you, and she ended up eventually like being like, no, I don't think we're a good fit. But, mm-hmm. you know, that is the magic of the fit test in, in my mind, because as many times as you've done it, you've had a lot of success with it. There's two things that that showed me. One, that you're not going to sugarcoat things and make it look like, you know, everything you do works exactly how you want it to a hundred percent of the time, because you did this, uh, you, you posted the video anyway. And two, it, um, it showed that the, the, the fit test works exactly like you want it to, because this woman would have been a nightmare for you to work with. Mm -hmm. It would have been awful because (laughs) you had completely different expectations. You had different senses of humor. You weren't really like, you wouldn't have enjoyed each other's company and you guys found that out in that 10 minute call and went your separate ways. And, and I'm sure both of you were a lot happier, right? Yeah. So it, I mean, it worked exactly like it was supposed to. Yeah. Think of it like a client inspection, much like a home inspection. You're, yeah. you're seeing like, do I really want this at first glance? Oh, it looks like I want it. 
Now, mm-hmm. do I really want it? Like, is this really, really what I want to get myself into? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like that. And so in, in these fit tests, there's really no discussion about how many bedrooms are you looking for? How many, ba- like what square footage? Um, let's get you set up on a drip campaign. Like, it's not that I don't put ever put people on a drip campaign. It's just that like, that's not the point. That's not, that's not mm-hmm. what determines if this person should be my client or not, or if I should be their agent or not, because you guys know, like, this is a hard pill to swallow. You're not special when it comes to the details of houses. You're just not. The MLS has it all and everybody has it. Zillow has it. Realtor has it. Trulia has it. Open door has it. Uh, your MLS has it. So does mine. We all have the same stuff. Like you're not special. You're not special because you can put somebody on a drip campaign that shows them the same houses everyone else and their freaking mother-in-law already saw. You're not special. Stop it. Stop make stop stop making clients feel like you're doing something awesome for them. You're not. You're doing the same thing anybody else does. It's not special. And it's funny you say that because when I first got into real estate, I was working with a with a brokerage that's, you know, very well known, really great brokerage, Keller Williams. But they used to tell me, oh, you tell them that you're going to send out their listing to 75,000 websites. And I'm like, but isn't that just telling them that we're all doing the same thing and there's 75,000 places for them to get the same information that <laughs> they get from me. And it's like, well, I mean, it's the truth though, right? Like yeah. you, I, I'm in one state, I'm in Arizona. There's a whole lot of agents here. If I upload this up to the system, the MLS sends it out to IDX websites. There are 75,000 of them. Mm-hmm. 75,000 places mm-hmm. to get the same information. <laughs> yeah. That's not where you set yourself apart. Right. No, absolutely not. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter to me, right? If I if this person wants a $150,000 house or a $1.5 million house, the fit test, they're, they're no more or no less a fit for me with either of those budgets. They're just yeah. not. That's not that's not the determining factor. The determining factor is what motivates them. What's their why in moving? And can do I feel like I can connect to that and best represent them to help them do that? Mm-hmm. I, that's it. And then I I set expectations. So whatever you call it, like I don't bring there's no graphics, there's no there's no script really. There's some anchor points that we that we teach, but there's no script. Um, it's just about understanding their, who they are. Like, I want to know a little bit about them. You know, if they're a married family, how many, how long they've been married, how many kids they got, what do they do? Like, I want to get to know them. And then I want to know what, why are you wanting to move? What's motivating you in this? Was there a death in the family that's leading to them needing to make a move? Was there, uh, are they up, uh, upsizing because they want to have add a family? Are they, are they adopting? Are they fostering? Are they downsizing because all their kids are grown up and they're, they're wanting to, to get a smaller place. I want to know why I want to help them get, get that. If I'm able to connect to them on an emotional level, their real reason for moving the, the, the other details are, that's not, that's a non-issue. It's just a non-issue. Like the, the bedrooms and the, the, the type of house, We'll find that like, that's just a matter of time, but 
do I want to work with this person? Do I understand what they're all about and what matters to them? That's what matters. Then they need to learn about me. And I, we, we just don't have the time to go into what's important in your business. Like if you, if you really get tactical, like this is an opportunity to really lay that out to a potential client. But however it is that you're operating right now in your business context, this is the time to just be honest. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what matters to me. And I'll tell like for me, what matters is that I help people, I help people make this move in a way that reduces the stress for them. I take that on and treat them like family in the process. Like that's like the big what sets me apart. Mm -hmm. right? I I handle the stress for you and treat you like family. That's how it is, right? Then on the the other thing that we do with the fit test is we set expectations. They walk away from that time together, that 10 or 15 minutes, and they will know that I'm going to be on time. They know that I'm going to call them every Tuesday and every Friday. They know that I'm going to do what I say when I say I'm going to do it. There's certain there's certain things that they know to expect. They know that I'm going to treat their money like it's my money and that I'm not going to I'm not going to do piddly things to to waste a transaction, to throw a transaction away, right? And it's mm -hmm. always nice when things start to get a little tense in a transaction, I can always say, "Hey, you remember that remember that time we sat down to see if we were a good fit for each other and I told you?" And they go, "Yep. That's what's happening right now." Yeah. So, trust me, I got it. I got the stress. You don't have to worry about it. Go enjoy your family. I got this. We're yeah, going to get through this and I'll handle it. My favorite part about the fit test is when you tell them you're going to be brutally honest, right? Like that's, that's part of <laughs> how I do it. I think that's part of how you do it too, is I'm going to be brutally honest to you. That doesn't mean I'm going to be cruel, but that means that I'm going to tell you the truth that you need to hear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I, I will use that one a lot. It's like, Hey, you remember the fit test when we sat down and we talked about whether it'd be a good fit or not. And I told you I was going to be brutally honest. This is one of those times you're being stupid. Yep. Yeah. And if, uh, I know people like hold on with that tight fist, like, yeah, but what if they don't want to be my client? Dude, you Good. just saved your, well, let's say, Hey, you save yourself your stress, but think about, don't be short sighted. Don't think about now. Think about five years from now. Think about 10 years from now. What do you want out of this business? Is this just trying to be quick cash for you for a season of your life? Terrible business for quick cash for a season of your life. Do something else. Um, but if you want to build something that lasts and that you enjoy and that causes you relatively little stress and great time for dollars, well, welcome welcome to the party, man, because it can be that way. Yeah. But you got to set the expectations and, and make sure that you have a process. So if even if you don't learn more about the fit test from us and how we do it, you need a process that does those things, finds mm -hmm. out what motivates your clients, communicates what motivates you and sets expectations for the transaction. Those are, I guess, the three key key things. Would you add anything else to that? Change it? No, I think that's pretty, pretty dead on as to what um, the fit test is. And, you know, it's, we've got a pretty extensive section on the fit test in our book. Um, and it kind of comes across as a script in, in the book a little bit, if I'm being mm -hmm. honest. So yeah, I want to be perfectly clear when we say, that's not a script. That's a framework. That's showing you how we do yes. it. Um, but you can't do it the same way that we do and have success because it's not genuine. It's not who you are. That's tailor tailored yep. to who we are. Yep. You won't be able to pull, pull that fit test out of the book 
and just read it or memorize it. It won't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand what's, what's driving it for sure. But if you want the book, Tactical Agents, if you want to join us and, and keep getting more value, even beyond the podcast, tacticalagents.com and get your Facebook invite and yeah, we'll hang out. It'll be fun. Yeah. So other than that, man, till the next episode, I guess, eh? Yeah. I'll even wear a shirt, a different shirt in the next episode. Maybe. How about that? Maybe. I, I, yeah. I have a feeling you'll, you, you'll forget and it'll still be that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later.